Welcome to the Jack and John podcast. I'm Jack. And I'm John. And we're here to help you focus on Christ. So Jack and I were talking and sometimes, you know, inspiration just flows and other times you just feel hung up. (laughs) And part of it for me, Jack, here recently is, is I've just felt discouraged. And so this, this week, we want to talk about how do you deal with feeling discouraged? You know, what has God, God got for you? Well, first I want to say why I feel discouraged. And it's, it's because of this, the world that we live in. And it's so easy to get distracted by that and to feel down about it. And I'm not discouraged by like anything that's like really personal to me. It's more that I just feel like there's so much darkness and so many people that are plodding along in the darkness and don't see it. And I also think that we have an enemy. Yes. And I think that um, some people may not believe this, but I do believe that we have an enemy, that there's good and bad, good and evil. And the devil is our, our, um, our adversary. Yes, he is. And the Bible says he's seeking to destroy us. And he's like a lion, you know, that seeks to devour us. And I think the discouragement is uh, one of his really top five tools that he uses against us. So I think that uh, maybe you're being attacked and yeah. uh, he wants to discourage you. Yeah. So. Discourage and distract. That's exactly it. So, you know, the whole point of this podcast, we say at the very beginning is to help you focus on Christ. It's to help us focus on Christ too. I mean, we need this. So I I want to bring that back into the forefront. And I'm just going to read to you here from Hebrews chapter 12, just the first three verses. Um, Backing up to Hebrews 11, that chapter uh, is... Some people call it the great hall of faith because uh, the writer is talking about all of the different people of faith that that we can look to through scripture, Uh, Abraham, Rahab, Elijah, all of these people that we've heard the stories from the Old Testament. and, and, uh, And so then he says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary, so you will not be discouraged, Mm -hmm. and you will not lose heart. When you say, I will not grow weary, I think uh, that weariness sometimes makes us vulnerable. And uh, when we get weary, then we're more susceptible uh, to the bad things that are around us, to the discouragement that comes to us, that the people who are living their lives, it seems, more for themselves, Mm -hmm. focusing on themselves. And one of the things that that Hebrew passage said and brought up was sin. I don't know how uh, our listeners feel about sin, but uh, sin entangles us. It's a snare. It traps us. And when we sin, then we begin to um, 
feel that discouragement kind of coming in. Uh, do not grow weary in doing good, Galatians says. But um, uh, instead of doing that, we need to uh, let us not grow weary in doing good. For in due season, we will reap good things if we don't give up. Uh, so what I was saying is, why don't we try to live a life of kindness and a, a life of love instead of uh, falling into the trap and the snare? And I think that's very practical. And I think that we can do that in very simple, simple ways. Um, for me, you know that I have been fighting some uh, physical problems, some health issues. And some of that's because I've done it to myself. Uh, I haven't done healthy things. Um, so I decided I need to be healthy. So I look to God and I look to the people that love me. I looked to my friends. I looked to my doctor <laughs> and uh, my friend that's on the other side of this camera, Mike. And what you two have done for me is that you have said, let's get you healthy. And you've told me how to get healthy. You've prescribed new medications. You've taken some away from me. My friend Mike has helped me to begin to work out. And uh, so now I'm getting up early in the morning and uh, I'm uh, meeting with Mike and he's getting me to do some uh, cardiovascular things, to do some things to, to work out. But my wife said yesterday, I miss you in the morning. And I said, uh, why do you miss me in the morning? Well, because you make my coffee. Uh, you take care of our dogs and you uh, ask me if I want uh, a waffle or a piece of toast or a bowl of cereal. And what I do is I try to minister to good uh, to my wife in the morning, and I'm glad she misses that. Now, I'm not trying to build myself up. I'm just trying to say, uh, be kind to the people in your life. Uh, about, uh, I don't know how long ago this was, but I had met with a person, a man in our church. I was going to go to lunch. He, uh, I met him at his home. We went into the house, and he had a retired father and mother that were actually living with him. And his father was there and we'd had a conversation, but he was an older gentleman. He fell asleep on the couch, which I never do that. Do you ever no, do that? No. Just sit still in, in the middle of a conversation that I was having. He fell asleep. And uh, so it was time to go to lunch. So we got up to go to lunch and his son uh, got the Afghan that was on the couch next to him, picked it up, opened it up and, and covered his father as we walked out. And it just touched my heart. I thought, what a kind thing, simple thing, but a kind thing for his son to do. I think these are the kinds of things that we need to do and live our lives being kind and loving and caring to people instead of falling into the trap of sin right. and sowing negative things that bring the discouragement. Yeah. Uh, what doing a kind thing does is it brings joy. So I think it's what you do uh, determines what you're going to reap in your life, how you're going to feel, how you're going to. It's a simple thing, but maybe that could be helpful. Sure. Yeah, I, I think being kind is an important piece of it. I mean, when you talk about the fruit of the spirit, mm -hmm. kindness is one of is, those fruits. is in there. Um, and it's also where we set our, our focus, where we set our eyes. You know, it's it's easy to. Uh, you know, look at the shadows and look at the flaws and the things that are uh, wrong. But, you know, part of uh, 
Christ's encouragement to us. I mean, he says, you are the light, you know. Um, part of that is that light needs to cast out the shadows, hmm. you know. And uh, so we, that's, that's what I want to be able to do. I want to set my focus on Christ, on what he wants for me, what he wants for the world. Um, and I want to be able to see that light. I want to be able to be that light. Uh, and I think that's, that's what we want for you. Um, Jack, I want to read another thing here. This, I think, goes right along with what you're talking about. And, you know, you've probably heard this. Um, this is the, the prayer of St. Francis. Um, and it really just sort of speaks to uh, my heart as far as uh, I'll just I'll just read it. Okay. Um, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. And where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. So it's taking that inward focus and focusing it out. So we focus on Christ and we focus on others. Yeah. So I'm at a ball game this week. My son uh, missed Father's Day because he was on vacation in Florida. And uh, so he said, uh, hey, dad, uh, let's go to the Reds Braves game because he loves the Atlanta Braves. And uh, this was Saturday night that he calls me. And I said, but I have to go to church in the morning. So uh, planned to go to church. Well, then we get up in the morning and my wife was deathly ill in the morning. And uh, so I, I skipped church. Uh, she stayed home sick and we left for the ball game. And uh, so we're sitting there at the ball game and there's this Reds fan behind us. We got the Braves gear on and my son's cheering because the Braves are winning. And um, this guy said, you, you guys better cool it. We're going to fight you. And uh, I said, no, 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 don't fight us. We're just, we're just, this is just, this is just a sports thing. He said, well, what I mean by that is there's three things that you never fight, you never argue about. He said, politics, religion, and sports. But uh, I, and then he said, the one worth fighting for is the sports. The other two aren't even <laughs> worth fighting for. And I don't know if that made any sense, but I started thinking about that. And, um, here we are fighting over a sports thing and really getting angry at people. So a year ago, I'm in Royal Stadium because I lived in Kansas City. There's a, then the Reds are playing the Royals. There's a Reds fan there, and he's obnoxious. I mean, he's horribly obnoxious. He's using horrible language. He's with a, his teenage son, and people in the place where we were, the great seats that a member had given to us, box seats. And people started leaving because this guy was so obnoxious. And the Reds were winning that day. 
And so about the seventh or eighth inning, everybody's gone. It's just my wife and I and this guy and his kid. And uh, we happened to live in Lexington, Kentucky back in 1975. For you Reds fans, that's when the big red machine, yeah. the World Series win. And so here's, here's what I did. I said, hey, dude, you remember the big red machine? Oh, yeah, I remember the big red machine. I said, yeah, you know. Johnny Bench and Joe Morgan and Pete Rose and uh, Perez and Frank uh, Cannon. And I start naming all these names and start talking to this guy about some of the experiences that I had attending the Reds back in 1975 because we lived in Lexington. I won the guy over. So now he's, his attitude changes. Everything changes. And we're starting to talk about the big red machine, the Cincinnati Reds. And he wasn't obnoxious anymore. He started to see me, I think, as just a human being. And I started smiling at him and talking to him about something that he liked. Mm -hmm. And instead of fighting over the team, we were engaging over the, even though we disagreed in who he wanted to win the game. Now, can't we look at life a little bit different and say, hey, good game today, instead of fighting because your team beat my team. Take that into any area, any walk of life. And I think that's what we're doing sometimes. If we disagree over religion or faith or God or truth, then we don't listen. What is it called? The cancel Cancel culture? Cancel culture, yeah. One of the things that really disturbs me today, and I see this in myself too, I'm not pointing fingers here, because it seems like what we do, somebody will say something or see a post or um, somebody makes a comment, whatever, and instead of analyzing it, we're trying to categorize and figure out does this person agree with me with my point of view? Um, and like, there's no point in, in arguing on a post on social media because no. <laughs> nowadays people aren't, aren't putting something out there really for discussion. It's, it's like, this is my point of view. Um, if you don't, believe in my point of view, like my point of view, don't comment, don't comment, or you don't mean anything to me, or, or I'm going to cancel you. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, Jesus was, he was sort of like the, uh, the first guy to really take on cancel culture, because think about it. Culture tried to cancel him. Hmm. They tried to cancel him. I'm going to read that verse one more time. Um, Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Jesus can't be canceled. You can crucify him. You can bury him. But he is going to rise again. He did. And he's going to rise again in your heart if you set your mind on him and focus on him. This culture can't cancel you. Uh, Your friends can't cancel you. They can't block you. Nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. And that is our foundation. The author and the perfecter of our faith. Let's fix our eyes on him. And then on others as he sees them. When you cancel, when you hate, when you disregard when you don't pay attention to or listen to someone, another human being, um, you don't sow seeds of love and joy and kindness and peace. And if you don't do that, then you will grow discouraged. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. because the end result of sin is not good. Right. But if you will instead uh, understand, listen, care, uh, share a word of peace, kindness, of love, uh, put a smile on your face and bring joy into the room instead of bringing negativity and uh, a canceling someone. And when you when you sow those positive good things, then you will receive joy, love, and hope. And I think that's a little bit of the answer yeah. to being discouraged. Stop focusing on yourself and your problems. Doesn't make your problems go away. And start focusing on God and others and then sowing positive things. And suddenly, maybe the view of what is negative and what is discouraging isn't quite as bad as you yeah. thought it was. That's kind of what I've experienced in my life. Yeah. Uh, I've tried to be a person of joy instead of negativity. The older you get, the more crotchety you get, and the more you want to talk about your troubles. Uh, so I try to fight that. And I ask my friends, smack me. Tell me, stop it. You're being negative. You know, look at the positive, the joy that is set before us. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that Jesus endured the cross for the joy set before him. Sometimes we have to endure the cross, and if we're faithful and still spread love and kindness, then there's joy on the other end of it. I believe that. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Please email us at connect at jackandjohnpodcast.com. Um, share us with your friends. Um, we love you. We'll see you next time. Bye.